Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. See, Shane It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound on a Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. It sounds a little self-congratulatory, but today I'm going with independent media. Huh? Voices that will not go along with the herd. The herd. I, I find myself appreciating them more and more. Awesome. And I'm more and more excited about being one as long as we can. Like the substacks of the world? Yeah, yeah. It, it, Cheryl's Atkinson and then just Matt Taibbi's. And just uh, anybody who's actually trying to speak truth to power. Crank up that music, Michael. It's an information party on a Friday. We're making daiquiris. We've got appetizers. And we're handing out information to everybody who comes in to the party. Pow, pow. Appetizers ah. all prepared by an air fryer. Yeah, by awesome. the way, I, I tried to just to order a bourbon instead of a daiquiri and was accused of toxic masculinity. <laughs> There's the daiquiri machine right there. Huh? That's good. What flavor is that? That color's a little odd-looking, Sean. It's lime. It's what we had left over from the last season. We haven't gotten the fresh shipment in this year. This what? is our first time doing daiquiris on a Friday in a long time. Why is it gray? Did somebody wash the blender beforehand? How old are like... those lines? <laughs> it looks like dishwater. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I went a little heavy on the pour just in case. <laughs> never never a bad idea. You got to like a heavy pour. <laughs> hey, hey, barkeep, what you got? The carpal tunnel? Keep that going. So uh, where do we start on the world today? <laughs> you know, that's exactly the same challenge I had when selecting the general manager. There is so much to talk about, from the utterly ridiculous, the hilarious, uh, to the uh, very troubling. You know, uh, Glenn Beck has become very wealthy personally, and Tucker Carlson's doing very well himself. With the, every time you tune in every day, it's the world is coming to an end. Everything I love is gone, and there's no hope. And they do very, very well with that. But I always feel like, you know, when you do too much of that, it's just, you know, I always think, why would anybody want to tune into that? But, you know, I just stated a couple of examples of there seems to be a crowd of, remind me again why the world's going to hell in a handbasket and there's really no hope for my children <laughs> every <Yeah>. single day. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We got a, a great email from a gentleman farmer from Mendocino, California, who'd more or less given up on the world and found it very liberating. I don't know. Maybe it was that I was... I played for enough bad baseball teams, and we were down nine runs, and I still thought, you know, if we can just push a couple across the plate, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just... Now, this ain't that. We're doomed. We're doomed. It's just whether we need to talk about it or not, because we're doomed. There's no there's no, there's no, no fixing that. Oh, we're absolutely doomed. But you know my tude, and I'll tell you, it's that if we can delay the doom somewhat, if we can push back the forces of trying to turn America into something awful and socialist and communist and the rest of it, if we can just delay that and, and get more Americans, probably the kids right now, Maybe the grandkids, if we really work hard. But if we can just get our kids, 
a few more years of the United States being the United States, that is enough. That's that's our little contribution. It's the Joe Getty doom delayed is doom denied principle. Positive, Sean. Thank you, sir. Wow. That's something, Sean. You're good at that sort of thing. It's oh, Joe Getty's geez. thing. I mean, He's, I no, but you, you, you're like my biographer. <laughs> I mean, you made it. You gave it uh, magic sparkle. We didn't get to the story yesterday about the guy who had found fifteen thousand bees in his car after grocery shopping. Comes back to his car and there's fifteen thousand bees in there. That's more bees than you expect. That's certainly, way more bees than you expect when you get back to your car. Yeah. Well, for instance, so yeah, that's a good story. That's at least 14,000 more bees than I would expect. Yeah. It's a good story if you like bees. Trying to come up with the stuff that's not newsy. Oh, yeah, this naked rock climber. She's super hot and she climbs rock naked and she just claims okay. that that's part of the sport. And that's Shut not up. how she's Please. becoming an internet sensation. Yeah, Please. people like that are so tiring. Go to the gram to see my pictures. Yeah. Brought to you by yeah. probably some sort of razor, I'm guessing. Um. <laughs> uh, so this Congress guy down in Florida, Matt Gates, I'm pretty convinced he's a uh, scumbag perv at this point. And uh, there's a fair amount of evidence toward that today. We need to run through his buddy's timeline for the earlier crowd because we did it later in the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. His, it now seems, because there's plenty of uh, documents with both their names on it, um, uh, that they're pretty close together. This guy down in Florida, who was, his, his position was tax collector, but this guy is a nut. All kinds of a nut and perv. Right. And uh, so we'll have to talk about that later. It's pretty interesting I, to see what, must... what people can do with their government offices. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's hilarious and it is uh, despicable. On the other hand, calling Matt Gates a scumbag perv because he's a sexual libertine. Now, if that were a pansexual uh, Democratic Congress person, you'd be in terrible trouble for saying that. Yeah, that's true. I probably would be. But uh, you hang around with a guy like this. If this is a guy you're running with, that's that's not a good look. Yeah. You're not a, yeah. probably not a good person. You lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas, Jack. Or you were a dog yourself to start with, I don't know. It's hard to say. But anyway, we got that coming up. It's actually entertaining. <clears throat> it's not like partisan, to me, it's not partisan politics. It's just very entertaining. This guy that was a tax collector in this particular place down in Florida, it's just his lifestyle. He had a badge and guns and pulled people over as the local tax guy. <laughs> 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 he set the office on fire with a computer. I mean, it's it's all kinds of fun stuff. You know, he's a perfect example of uh, one of the one of the favorite things we've discussed. My favorite things we've discussed lately: the idea of sun. What do you picture happening tomorrow? <sighs> you know, if you could get people to stop and think, okay, this this plan of yours, this scheme of yours, this idea, what's going to happen the next day? If you can just get people to consider that, that would eliminate like 75% of the stupidity on Earth. That last 25%, you can't help. So remember I did my uh, April Fool's jokes yesterday for my kids? Yes. I texted uh, my youngest that President Biden had outlawed Minecraft, (laughs) and then my oldest that I was going to pick him up from school in a pink PT Cruiser because I'd had gotten a loner while my truck was in the shop. And uh, neither one of the jokes worked very well because the, neither one of them knew it was an April Fool's Day. So it didn't, like, click in their head. Mm-hmm. But um, once my youngest found out, he, he told my wife, he said, I'm going to text Dad, hurry home, Mom's in the hospital. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, turn about, fair play. She explained to him that wasn't a good idea. And he said, what if I tell him that you're in there having a baby girl? 
<laughs> well, that would be a surprise to me. <laughs> For all kinds of different reasons, that seems so unlikely. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Uh, that's uh, teamwork that makes the dream work. And there's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, getting ready for the family Easter egg. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Uh, happy birthday to mom. Uh, it is her birthday today. She turns oh, 40. Your happy mom's birthday, Michael's yeah. mom. So your mom's birthday isn't always on Good Friday. No, yeah. not always, but it is today. Hey, but you were talking about uh, April Fool's jokes go bad. Um, let me play you this audio, and then you can ask what happened here. It is a danger to not only the officers who may respond to the scene, but if there are occupants inside of a residence, that could cause concern for them as well. And just the general public, as emergency services, police, fire, EMS, are attempting to get to a scene quickly to assist an actual victim. Oh, boy. What's what the did crime? somebody do? Somebody put... 15,000 bees in a guy's car while he was in the grocery store. <laughs> no, uh, a 58-year-old woman in Kansas City uh, called and told her daughter she had been shot. And so, as an April uh, Fool's April joke. Fool's so it's kind of like my uh, son's yeah. mom's in the hospital that's, joke. That's hilarious. And so I've that was shot. the police Help telling me. the public why this is not a good idea, yeah. idea yes, to do see, on April Fool's. That's see. that 25% I referenced a moment ago. Wow, you can't help that person. Nope. Nope, nope. there's nothing you can do. They're just going to get your government money until they die. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, the things starting to open up around uh, around Chateau Relaxo. Uh, I actually uh, grabbed some uh, some some ribs for my favorite barbecue joint, a uh, little patio dining. And oh my god, I hadn't had like smoked ribs made by an expert, right? Somebody with a you just just hands forged by the fire of you know <laughs> just just working with smokers and throwing. Logs in there, right? They're not using they're not using the the charcoals with the with the pre lighter uh, fluid. So they no they they got proper smoked woods that go with the flavors. And oh my gosh, the, it was I, I I couldn't even keep the meat on the. I picked up the bone and just fell right off. Oh, oh, I, I would eat that right me. now. Oh, it was a, great. I, I can't eat a giant plate of that right now. I am not a big eating out guy, but I'm really starting to get the antsy. I can't wait to go out to all my my old like stomping grounds again. They can't wait for you to come either. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Good Friday, Friday, April 2nd, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. If Coca-Cola's for HR1, you're the dumbest CEO in the history of America. Mm. The dumbest CEO in the history of America. There have been some dumbins. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's excellent. Just terrific. Plus, we have cow clips of the week coming what? up in moments. Oh, what yeah. a treat with a daiquiri yeah. and everything else we got to get to. It's just oh. firing up the deck. We're going to have those blended smooth. Hey, hey, Sean, <laughs> green food coloring is cheating. All right? It's gray. It's gross. Start <laughs> again. Right. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First day of Major League Baseball looks like it was pretty much a success, and uh, it's only going to get better throughout the year, so that's cool. 
Yeah, it's just great to have baseball back and people uh, cheering in the stands, even if it's a smallish crowd. That's mm-hmm. fine. We'll be back to uh, absolutely jammed stadiums full of humans cheering for their favorite teams, certainly uh, by the time the playoffs are starting. Maybe not the Detroit Tigers anytime soon, as we need to talk about Michigan. Whoa, what is going on with their COVID situation? Well, it's because the Republican governor opened it up too early and did the mask mandate. I'm sorry, what's that? The control room is talking. Oh, that's right. Uh, governor Whitmer left the lockdown Michigan unlike any other state. And the, and the point isn't that she caused the surge. It's just that there's not a lot of evidence that these things are tied together. Oh, I believe she caused it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not serious. All right. We need to uh, do mailbag in a moment or two. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Well, this week kind of felt like Biden on those stairs. You thought it had to get better, but then it repeatedly got worse. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. So say it with me. See, say Broadway. The future is ours. Thank you. Send Big Dan to Congress. I know how to handle Nancy Pelosi. Gotcha. All the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. Why Wuhan? It's a pretty potent bullet point. (laughs) It looks like the WHO report was an attempt to try to support the Chinese narrative. But I think it's a problem throughout education, which is that we're losing the distinction between what education is and what indoctrination is. Yes. And a lot of what's happening is really just indoctrination. The sentence has seven different meanings depending on which word you stress. I never said she ate my sandwich. If George Floyd was a white American citizen, nobody will be saying this is a hard case. What the attorney Benjamin Crump did and Al Sharpton did yesterday uh, outside the courthouse uh, was an insult to the rule of law. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids. trillion, 2.25 over eight years. I have serious concerns that it's not enough. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You just referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. There's something extremely hinky going on. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Matt Gates for the hour. Just kidding. <laughs> Good stuff in there. Oh, some serious developments on that story. I mean... Your buddy could make some ribs out of that cow. I mean, that was good. Yeah, yum, yum. I prefer pork ribs, but uh, yeah. I believe in freedom of choice, my friends. Who I like, am I to tell you what to eat? I like rack of lamb when it's prepared correctly. That's a fine rack right there. Nice rack. Agreed. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, getting back to our series from Ayn Rand. She said in Atlas Shrugged, Let me give you a tip on a clue to men's characters. The man who damns money has obtained it dishonorably. The man who respects it has earned it. Hmm. Think about that. Hmm. Moving along to the correspondence proper, this appears to be from uh, Teddy. Or Ted. I appreciate your urgency to protect our children. Many people only worry about their own circumstances, but you guys fight for everyone. Very admirable. Thank you. You're welcome. Did Ayn Rand... 
the author of Atlas Shrugged. Did she like fellers or ladies? I believe she was married to a feller. Okay. Although I could be wrong. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, I I don't know why that popped into my head. Paul sent along a fascinating video of Pete Boot Edge Edge's dog and pony show. Edge Edge, they say. Edge Edge. So he did his big appearance touting the gigantic, humongoid uh, infrastructure plan that's actually very little about infrastructure. And we can tell you what's in it later on in the show. But he did Human uh, infrastructure, Joe. All right, fine. He did a, an appearance. Uh, he rode his bike to it to tout the new green economy and the rest Boot of it. edge, edge! A video has emerged of him emerging from his armored SUV, getting on his bike, putting on his little helmet, and then riding about a hundred yards to the appearance with his giant security detail following. I don't want to ride bikes anyway. I don't care if you rode the whole way. That doesn't work on me. Yeah. I don't want a bike riding economy. <laughs> Earl, right? So I'm thinking that to riff off of your Gavin Nuisance Award, it's actually the Gavin, uh, uh, the Gavi, the Gavin Nusselini Award for hypocrisy during COVID. Uh, you also need a Joseph Goebbels Award for the media that is awarded uh, for the most egregious propaganda, telling the big lie often enough and people will believe it. I would say virtually anybody reporting on the Georgia uh, election laws right now is participating in a Goebbels-esque distortion of the truth, the got, big lie. Got more on that later. That's an astounding story. I know I say this all the time, but we've crossed yet another line. With the aid of woke or terrified corporations, which is a weird wrinkle. Matt Gates is in trouble. Uh, we'll tell you the story coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. I I don't remember the the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly. According to the Times, the encounters with the women took place in 2019 and 2020. Investigators believe it was one of Gates' associates, former county tax collector Joel Greenberg, who recruited multiple women online and introduced them to the congressman. The Times sources allege Gates used the drug ecstasy before having sex. It would seem that Florida Congressman Matt Gates had the townie tax collector working as sort of a pimp to procure him a young chick, sometimes under 18, to uh, to have uh, sex with. Seems the two of them were big fans of teenage prostitutes, which is a lovely lifestyle. And so now it kind of makes sense while Matt Gates, when he was on with Tucker Carlson the other night, did that whole, you met her, we had dinner together, me and you and your wife, and... Uh, My friend... Was yeah. trying to make it seem like, no, this is just somebody I was dating, just a regular relationship. This wasn't, you know, somebody, a, a prostitute lined up by some dude. And Tucker said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember her or any of this. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go through yeah, a and, this. and something tells me it was more than just he didn't remember. I think he has a sense of who Matt Gates really is. Interesting. Okay, so let's go through this a little bit, and this is more to me for it, it's pretty entertaining and a, and a glimpse at what polit- politics can be like. Uh, sometimes it, this is this is the danger, really, of not one pow- party states or one 
party districts. People get out of hand. And I think that's what you got going on here. So, uh, as was mentioned there in that little clip, this Joel Greenberg guy, he's the county tax collector that ends up being pretty tight with Matt Gates, who's more of a national figure because, partially because he was so pro-Trump. Um, so uh, a lot of people on the right really liked him, and a lot of people on the left really hated him. But let me tell you a little bit about this Joel Greenberg, who's the county tax collector, who whoever even pays attention to whoever the county tax collector is. He got swept in. He beat another Republican who had been county tax collector for 30 years, ran against that guy during the wave of populism when Trump got elected and got into office there in the uh, in the in the area in Florida where Matt Gates does his stuff. And they all rose together at the same time uh, as Republicans, hotshot young Republicans. And one of Greenberg's first moves in office was for his deputies to start carrying guns at work and wear badges (laughs) for some reason. Um, he began wearing his tax collector badge as if he were a member of law enforcement and allegedly even once used it to pull over a female driver who he thought was driving too fast. So, <laughs> which is kind of nutty. Is that why he pulled her over? Uh, he tried to get out of a speeding ticket once by telling the officer, don't you know who I am, which was captured on video and became a bit of a thing down there. All that stuff is fairly innocuous until you get to a point where it became pretty obvious that, um... He got married, and six people from his wedding party ended up getting contracts and paid salaries uh, that he was in charge of for a total of $1.9 million of taxpayer money. Um, the He also used public funds, in addition to funneling it to his friends, uh, to buy body armor, firearms, ammunition, and a drone for some reason as he was building his little tax collector army there for some reason he then spent sixty six thousand dollars on a server room for a private cryptocurrency company he founded but somehow public money i assume yes yeah sixty six thousand dollars of taxpayer money for a, a a special server for a little company that he started, it was incorrectly <laughs> installed, flipped the circuit breakers, and started a fire, causing $7,000 worth of damage in the building that was not covered by insurance. So he's running some special operation out of there, caught it on fire. Uh, all this is just kind of fun uh, until you get to the fact that he started stalking a political opponent. So somebody decided to run against him, thinking, this uh, seat is ripe for the picking. And the person Especially because the guy in it appears to be a first-class criminal. Great, Scotty. you got to give him points for ambition. I mean, if I was going to go crooked, I'd start, you know, maybe siphoning off a few grand here, a few grand there. This guy's going for the whole enchilada. Well, he sounds crazy with the guns and the badges and the pulling people over, in addition to the, 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 the thievery. Uh, but so this guy running against Joel Greenberg was a school teacher. So Joel Greenberg, being the kind of guy he is, he faked up emails claiming to be students, I think, nine different times sending them to this guy at the school saying, you're a perv and touched me inappropriately, and I'm going to tell everybody. Oh, my God. That's astounding. Yeah, that's some pretty... Wow. Wow. The, he went for, for the whole, you're a child molester, and I can prove it thing. Wow. He even created fake Twitter and Facebook accounts to make it look like they were those of his rival and posted segregationist and white supremacist material on him. So you're a white supremacist pedophile. He got he got caught doing that, this Joel Greenberg, and resigned the next day. As the investigation progressed, more serious charges were added as he allegedly used his office to commit identity theft and then stood accused of having sex trafficked a child. Officials found several fake IDs, <clears throat> fake IDs in a backpack in the front seat of his government-owned SUV. M- most people don't have fake IDs for any good reason. 
Um, materials necessary for making false IDs were also found in his office. They accused him of um, accessing state databases to obtain personal information on people he was in sugar daddy relationships with. These minors aged between 14 and 17, according to the Orlando Sentinel. So all this stuff is obviously not near as funny as the earlier stuff. This guy is obviously just a full-on sociopath. He made the fake IDs to help facilitate his efforts to engage in commercial sex acts with underage girls and be able to get them, uh, you know, travel them around, get them into hotels, get them onto planes, that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. So the IDs were for the the underage girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This guy's Caligula. Yeah, I guess I didn't make that clear. Yeah, no, the fake IDs were so he could get a 15-year-old girl into a hotel, onto a plane, wherever he's got to get her. You know, for the purposes of it, looks like him having sex with him and Matt Gates, the Florida congressman. Also, it would appear in the news that came out today. We'll get to that in just a second. All right. Um, so this is all fairly recently. He was released. Joel Greenberg was released on bail earlier in March. Uh, is there anything else you need to know on this? Um, but it was this investigation that led people to. Matt Gates, the Florida congressman who was on with Tucker Carlson the other night denying all this stuff and came up with that story about how uh, people were trying to extort money out of his family for $27 right. million. Dollars. Although I think they were. Uh, you Maybe know, it remains were. to be seen. I think they were. They realized how dirty this guy was, and they were blackmailing him for money to release Robert Levinson from the clutches of the Iranians. Uh, you heard a little from... I know. If you're new to the story, you're thinking, wait, did I miss something? No, it's that convoluted. You heard a clip from Catherine Herridge of CBS News. We used to have her on all the time reporting on some of this stuff. This is also in the New York Times. Investigators believe Joel Greenberg, the former tax collector in Seminole County, Florida, who was indicted last year on federal sex trafficking charges and other crimes, initially met with women through websites that connect people who go on dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel, and allowances. Remember Gates mentioning several times about the taking them to dinner in hotels and all that sort of yeah, stuff. That's your sugar daddy And uh, flying them around to various places. According to three people with knowledge of the encounters, Mr. Greenberg introduced women to Mr. Gates, who also had sex with them, the people said. One of the women who had sex with both men also agreed to have sex with an unidentified associate of theirs in Florida Republican politics. According to a person familiar with the arrangement, Mr. Greenberg had initially contacted her online and introduced her to Matt Gates, the person said. Uh, Gates has denied all of this. The Justice Department is also examining... Um, when we talked about the 17-year-old that uh, Gates is being accused of tra- uh, taking across a state line, which makes it a special crime. The New York Times, and as Catherine Herridge me- mentioned that clip, say they have all kinds of uh, uh, cash apps and receipts with the their, their, their names and identities attached to all this stuff for proof. All right, here's a question for you. I think he's dirty as hell. So, well, is there anything illegal? If so, you go to a state. Oh, I guess he's 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 got like a seventeen-year-old who's not of age in a state, so he brings her to a state where she is of age. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Um, that's a, that's an interesting one as far as a crime. Uh that's an interesting one as far as a crime. I mean, I think it's sickening that the guys. 37 at the time, wanting to have sex with a 17-year-old. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, that's incredibly uh, weird. Jeffrey Epstein is smiling up from hell. But the fact that all the states next to Florida, that's perfectly legal. But one year off in Florida is interesting in terms of it being a crime. Or the whole, Since, if you cross the state line, it's a special kind of crime. And I, yeah, because the state line is just an abstraction. I mean, it's not like it's a different universe, and it's the same humans involved. So it, 
It's just, it's odd. I mean, it's perverse, no doubt. This guy is n- not fit for Congress. Uh, no, no, so abso- no, absolutely not. Um, uh, and yesterday, there were different reports that Gates regularly showed nude photos of women he had slept with, the lawmakers, on the floor in the House chamber, regularly bragging about who he'd slept with the night before and sometimes showing pictures to people. Wow. Look at this chick. This is who I was with last night. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Again, there's, I, you know, you've been uh, among the leaders of the you can be a perv and still a good uh, politician movement. So I yeah, don't, but I, the, suddenly but, you're the, condemning him. Hypocrisy. Th- this is a different level. This is a different level. The, the grown man having an affair with another grown woman and uh, who knows what go- is going on in their marriage is different than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Sean, you were listening to the Dispatch podcast yesterday, which is a uh, conservative podcast with a bunch of people we like. And what did they say about this particular case? So they were saying uh, there were, there are Republicans, and I believe the person they named was, uh, in particular, was Bill Barr, who uh, would have com- confirmed to uh, show up to an event, and upon learning that Matt Gates was going to be at this event, would then withdraw and cancel, not show simply out of uh the possibility of appearing in like a press photo with the with Matt Gates. So the attorney general who almost guaranteed signed off on this investigation at the beginning absolutely yeah. knew all this stuff and would not show up to an event if Gates was going to be there. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And and so it was interesting to me because Jonah Goldberg, who is, works with the Dispatch, and uh, he's hated this Matt Gates person for so long. And, you know, there's some other political reasons you could hate him, but uh, he's had such vehemence for him. Well, it's because these people who live in D.C., they hear all these stories, um, you know, that, that, and they, they can't say anything out loud because it's all just rumor and whatnot. But if you hear rumors from everybody, you, you know, you know how it is at the workplace. If you've heard the story from several different people about a certain person over there, you believe it. Um, so, yeah, I just assumed it was because uh, Jonah Goldberg's a never Trumper and Gates was such a big Trump guy. But yeah, well, that'd be reason enough for him. But uh, yeah, it makes perfectly good sense to me that they've heard this stuff. Although clearly, you know, Tucker Carlson, you would think it'd be pretty tied in to the whole DC crowd, and he hadn't heard this stuff. Now, so Hanson, did you go through the whole Tucker from last night? Because I I didn't get everything, but I didn't. He didn't mention it as far as I knew. But. Yeah, I haven't heard anything that he's mentioned. So Tucker Carlson's staying away from it completely at this point. Mm. Mm. It's it's just interesting to me that, like I said, in one-party states or one-party districts or one-party towns, things get out of hand. I just the, the angle of this that's it's not that sexy, but interesting to me is that the probably fairly boring, old, earnest, effective guy in the office for years and years and years gets booted out by this charismatic young firebrand, and how voters go for that happens all the time. Gates shouldn't be this close to the guy, even if you take the the sex stuff out of it. You shouldn't be this close to a guy. Who's got all this other nonsense going on? Oh, yeah. Millions of dollars of taxpayer money being funneled to friends, setting the place on fire with your own private computer server. I mean, all the, wearing a badge, carrying a gun, all these different things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tax collectors in town. I saw you driving too fast. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff to get to today, including what's in that gigantic uh, so-called infrastructure package. Plus, shockingly, Uranus is emitting x-rays. Well, it is. I don't think it is. Pretty sure it's not. Scientists say it is. We'll have that and much more. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Watched about half of King Kong last night, so got to talk about that later. Um, V. Godzilla. Yeah, that's the dumbest plot I have ever seen. Oh, man, and it's great. <laughs> it is pretty close to Sharknado. Um, uh, oh, also, we're done. Talk to Lon He Chen in hour two. One of the best political pundits out there. I got a couple of questions for him I'm looking forward to. A quick note, Cal Clips of the Week was outstanding today. If you missed it, you can catch it via podcast. It's hour one, armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you get your, your podcasts. Uh, a couple of COVID notes of note. Uh, good writing, Joe. Seattle-based Amazon, perhaps you've heard of it, uh, told employees in a company-wide announcement it is planning, quote, a return to an office-centric culture as our baseline. Does everybody have to talk like that these days? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Do you make you? more money if you say office-centric culture? Perhaps. The transition at home or working in the building. The transition away from remote work is expected to wrap up by autumn. According to the announcement Tuesday, working in offices, the note said, quote, enables us to invent, collaborate, and learn together most effectively. I have read some really interesting science polling uh, on the whole remote work thing, and, and the consensus is it does up productivity. It seems to also a burnout, and it limits uh, creativity and, and um well, creativity is probably the best word among teams. And we don't know that it ups productivity long term because it's just a it's been a short term experiment. Right. Yeah. But, you can up productivity of an animal or a person by pumping them through full of uh, methamphetamine, for instance, and then they will die. We also don't know that it uh, uh, ups productivity if you're creating a team or a business remotely. As oh, opposed I could, to come people, on! I think we all understand it. It can't. It doesn't. I think we do too. But you know, yeah. you, we had around here a bunch of salespeople that had been working together for years, and now they're doing you know Zoom calls together. Well, okay, that works. They already knew each other. Yeah, the new kid on the block is really got to be struggling. I feel for you folks. Amazon had previously given its return to office date as June thirtieth. But questions remain as to whether Washington State's largest employer would allow some of its 60,000 Seattle area office employees to continue working from home part time. So uh, that move is definitely afoot. And the other COVID note of uh, special significance is that uh, Michigan is just getting murdered. Yeah. More cases per capita than any other state in spite of the fact that their, their awful, ridiculous governor, Whitmer, is it Gretchen Whitmer had uh, she, I mean, she's been among the most I am now in charge there in her balcony, waving at the crowd like Mussolini, handing out uh, dictums and, and just and her husband. Meanwhile, launching his boat, as you may remember. But Michigan's cracked down like crazy and it's just exploding with covid. The nation's top five metro areas in recent cases per capita are Jackson, Detroit, Flint, Lansing and Monroe, Michigan. And these are cases per capita, right? So it's not correct. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. do they wow. do they know if this is one of those wacky variants, and is it a variant that just hasn't leaked into the rest of the country? I mean, can the rest of the country expect that too once it gets out, or not? Uh, yeah, they absolutely think that's part of it, but it's also just a head scratcher. They partly attributed the rapid case rise in cases to that B one one seven variant. 
the British one, if you prefer. They've also observed a broader return to pre-pandemic life, relaxing a mask wearing, social distancing, and other strategies, blah, blah. Everywhere is doing that. Yeah. Everywhere. That, I, don't, I just gloss over that whenever they yeah, do that. I don't know. I don't know why the New York Times, in this case, I'm, I'm reading to you from the New York Times. I don't understand why they, how can you say that out loud? Maybe it's because their world is so narrow. And, and ours, by the nature of our job, is a little wider. But Michigan's relaxing, mask wearing, and social distancing? Yeah, so is everybody. Yeah. Where I live, one of the most restricted states and one of the most restricted counties, uh, it's way looser than it used to be. So, come on. Yeah. Yep, yep. Jack, in science news, Uranus is emitting x-rays, and scientists want to take a closer look. I it, I don't think it is. Can somebody hand me a mirror? I need a hand mirror. <laughs> I, no longer, I no longer want to be a scientist. That's the mysterious conclusion of a new study, which analyzed two visuals of the planet, discovered x-ray activity for the first time. They're not sure what's going on. I'll tell you what, some sort of middle-earth core thing they've got inside Uranus, probably with Kong and Godzilla. Wow. Wow. Hollow Middle Earth, Earth theory. Hollow Earth theory, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, the yeah. Hollow yeah. Earth theory. Middle Earth is hobbits. Hollow Earth is uh, kaijus. Okay. Thank you for that. Any grown-ups in the room? Any? <laughs> Any? I watched hmm. with an 11-year-old. That's my excuse. I have no excuse. <laughs> you child. <laughs> ah, studying X-ray emissions could provide valuable insights into the planet's characteristics, Jack, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, desperately trying to make it seem as if the story wasn't merely an excuse for using the word, you know what. But it was. Armstrong and Getty.